Welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Creativity. Here's how to get unstuck. I'm your host, creativity coach, Nancy Norbeck. Let's go. Hey, everybody. It's Nancy Norbeck with this week's Creative Pep Talk. And I want to build a little bit on what we talked about last time when I said, it's okay to quit. Now, I want to be super clear. This is not, oh, I quit just because I feel like it. This is the kind of quitting that becomes necessary when you've invested too much and you're getting too little back for that investment. Now, it can be super, super hard to tell when that is. And as I mentioned last time, this is, you know, based on Annie Duke's great book called Quit, where she goes into a lot more detail about all of the cognitive biases and thought processes that end up causing us this kind of trouble where we are so invested, we can't bear the thought of giving up on whatever the thing is that is usually pretty clearly failing. (laughs) And therefore, we spend too much time and sometimes too much money trying to make something work when we should just give up and move on to the next thing. One of the most important things that she talks about in the book that I think is really, really useful to have in your back pocket is kill criteria, which sounds terrible, right? Sounds absolutely dramatic and overblown and violent. She also talks about it in terms of the word unless. And I think that is a gentler way of looking at it. But I wanted to give you both because one might work better for you than the other. And this is where you set up specific criteria in advance that basically are how you will know that you're succeeding, that you're getting somewhere. And if you don't meet those criteria, then you know it's time probably to quit, but at the very least to start questioning whether what you're doing makes any sense. The example that she gives right off the bat in the book is people who climb Mount Everest have to reach certain stages by certain times of day or they are not allowed to commit to the next stage. Why? Because if they don't get to point A by, say, one o'clock in the afternoon, they're not likely to get to point B in a safe amount of time. The odds of them dying on their way go up dramatically not only because of the amount of time that it takes, but because human beings don't like to quit. So this is, this is a literal life and death issue of kill criteria. But you can apply it in much less dramatic circumstances. If you want to learn to paint, maybe you want to learn to do watercolor, and you invest in a course and you complete that course, but you don't really feel like you've gotten very far, it's a serious question. Do you want to invest more money? Maybe watercolor actually isn't for you as much as you love the idea of it. Or is it okay to go on? Now, you'd want to set up specific criteria. I'm going to pursue learning watercolor unless these things happen unless I've taken three courses and I have failed at all of them. Three courses might be a little too many, depending on how much they cost and how much effort you're putting in. Only you can figure out those particulars. But, you know, you, you want to have something that will stop you because human beings are not good at stopping ourselves 
when we have reached a point of diminishing returns. We will deny the diminishing returns until <laughs> until forced to stop, either because someone stops us or because we run out of breath. Now, one of the ways that I really recommend if you are going to jump into something and you think that there's a possibility that you might end up in this situation. And seriously, at this point, I think it's possible any of us could end up in this situation. Have somebody who is going to help you stick to your unless. Recruit a really good friend who won't lie to you and won't let you excuse your way out of it because you will want to. You will want to because you will want this thing to work and you won't want to let it go. If you have ever been in a relationship that you should have left much sooner than you did, you will recognize this feeling, probably quite ruefully. (laughs) And this is where having that person and the criteria for when you should give up set in advance can keep you out of trouble. And yes, this goes for creative pursuits. If you can't master the art of watercolor in a reasonable amount of time, you may be better off appreciating other people's watercolor and picking something else that you might be better at because you will never enjoy watercolor if you don't think you're any good at it. And that's where the diminishing returns start to set in. And it goes for anything, not just watercolor, not just painting. If you're taking improv and you're constantly bombing at it, Maybe you should be doing something different in theater. Maybe you should be taking up photography. Could be anything. And it doesn't mean that you aren't allowed to still love these things. It just means that you want to put your time and your energy into something where you're more likely to succeed. And the things that we tend to think we want to do are often not the things we are best suited at. Just think of kids who have to pick a major in college when they're seniors in high school and then get there and find out, you know what? I am actually not engineer material after all. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Yes, I majored in engineering for a semester. It didn't go well. So, you know, the idea that we have of something is often very different from the reality. And that's part of why it's important to know when you should quit. Now, obviously, if you're loving something and it's going really well, don't quit. Absolutely not. But it's good to have a sense of what's realistic. Though, in creative pursuits, other people's ideas of realistic can get you in trouble, so be careful with that. But it's good to have an idea of, I have this much money to spend on learning this thing or on supplies for this thing, or, you know, on employees for this thing, depending on what your project is. If you're starting a business... You got to worry about the money and not lie to yourself if it's not working. So I invite you to think about who that special person might be that you trust to help you recognize that it's time to quit something. And then when you are about to embark on something new, or maybe it's something you've already started and you want to think about this, sit down with that person and figure out where where your unlesses are. What's your kill criteria? And I think it'll give you a much more realistic idea of what you're trying to do. And it'll also give you some security because you know somebody else has your back and you have a plan for when to bail if that becomes necessary. So think about it. Give it a try. And as always, 
I'd love to hear how it works for you, what your thoughts are. Y'all know where to find me. I'm on all the socials as FY Curiosity, except Facebook, which is FY Curiosity Pod. So is Twitter, but Twitter's dying. So, hey. Um, but, you know, get in touch. I would love to hear from you. And with that, I will see you next time. If this episode resonated with you, don't forget to get in touch on any of my social platforms or even via email at nancy at fycuriosity.com and tell me what you loved. And if you're feeling a little bit less than confident in your creative process right now and you haven't yet signed up for my free email series on six of the most common creative beliefs that are messing you up, please check it out. It'll untangle those myths and help you get rolling again. You can find it at fycuriosity.com and there's also a link right in your podcast app. See you there and see you next week. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade. If you like Follow Your Curiosity, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really helps me reach new listeners. Thanks. Thanks.